How's it going? This is Braden with Noble Sports Guys. Today, I am honored and privileged to have someone that I know quite well, Shad Martin, the host of the Sports Light podcast and co-founder of Especially for Athletes. How are you doing, Shad? I'm good, Braden. How are you? You know, living the dream. Uh, well, as you can tell, Penny's happy. She's in the background uh, just singing away. <laughs> it's always good. Always good when a kid is singing. Yeah. I know I've been listening to your podcast for a while now, and it's always good to talk to you and uh, hang out with you guys. Yeah, well, I'm excited, too. I appreciate what you're doing, and you know I'm passionate about girls' sports, being a complete girl dad of three daughters, and and to see what you're doing for the, the Women's Football League, and and listening to, to those interviews have been awesome, and so I, I love what you do. Thank you. I appreciate it. Not only are you a girl dad, but your oldest daughter, isn't she uh, dancing in college now, too? Yep, she is a badgerette. She dances on the dance team at Snow College here in, in Utah, and Ephraim, Utah is where she's at, and she is loving it. It allows me to go to a lot of football games and basketball games as I support her, too, so I love it. It's awesome. That's awesome. I, I kind of follow follow her on Instagram, see what See what you post, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes as a dad, when your daughter posts things, it's fun. Other times when there's boys in the picture, it's a little different story. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't have to worry about that just yet. <laughs> I got yeah. a couple of years before that happens. <laughs> All right, so let's let's dive in. First this isn't going to be a typical interview because obviously Shad is not a women's football player or a women's athlete, but he does host a podcast and has had quite a few awesome guests, if I, I might add, on his podcast. So kind of give us a little bit about your background, Shad. Well, yeah, so maybe I'll just share a little bit. I I played three sports in high school. I love football, basketball, baseball. Ended up playing mostly uh baseball and basketball and uh, accepted a college scholarship to play baseball um, and that's where I met Dustin Smith we were college teammates together and and we did a lot of really uh, deep talks you know we got to ride on the bus together a lot and uh, we formed a lifetime friendship as many people do with their their teammates and, and uh, ended up marrying two girls from the same town. And, and we just have been teaching and doing a lot of things together. And, and we came up with the idea to, we, we started to realize that athletes have a, what we call the sport light. It's what our podcast is named after. It's, it's extra attention that comes to athletes because they play sports and so we started to think, well, what if we did some leadership training that would help athletes? We, we train them in all these other areas of their life. You know, we train them how to, how to throw a ball better, shoot it better, how to block and tackle and all these things. What if we spent more time intentionally teaching athletes how to use their position as an athlete to help those around them? And so we started an organization called Especially for Athletes. And we go and we speak to a bunch of, of teams. We've spoken to the Utah Jazz. We've spoken to University of Utah, 
BYU, a lot of the colleges here in, in, in Utah, Idaho, and, and Nevada. And we also meet with high schools. With Tonight, I'm actually, after this podcast, I'm going to meet with uh, three peewee football teams that are getting together and having a barbecue. And, and I'm going to go train these little kids on leadership principles and using their position as athletes to do some good in the world. And so, anyway, it's a, it, I love it. I love it. These athletes really gravitate to this message and with a little bit of training and just focusing their eyes on what they can do. uh, We have a phrase, eyes up, do the work in our organization and eyes up, meaning look for people who could use your help and then do the work is to do, use your influence as an athlete to do whatever you can to help someone in need. And it really resonates with athletes all throughout that spectrum from pre from peewee to pro. And, and uh, we're amazed by what these athletes do with their, with their influence. I really enjoy listening to your podcast and all, all the different people that you have on the one that's been resonating, especially with me is the one with McKenna, the the volleyball player from BYU, not my wife, McKenna, but the other McKenna. (laughs) Yeah. McKenna Miller Asu. She's an awesome girl. Yeah, and I, I like what she had to say that if if she were to go back, that she would try to be a better friend, try to be a better person all around. And and it seems like she was really nice. And I think it's kind of cool that you guys are trying to help athletes at a young age hone in on that, that you guys are different, not different in a bad way, but you can either uplift those around you or you can tear them down. So I think it's really special what you guys are trying to do. Well, you know, the thing is, Braden, is most athletes and most people in general are good people. Um, What we've realized is we've met with these high school athletes is even athletes that are elite athletes come with the same insecurities as everybody else. And so oftentimes they they are afraid to approach people just as much as as people are afraid to want to be part of their group and that's why this training is so critical is when we meet with athletes what we're trying to do is flip a switch in their brain where they just go oh wait I could use my influence to do good and I think that's the point that McKenna Miller brought out as she reflects back on her high school experience she never was someone that excluded others or that put others down or wasn't that you know, Disney Channel bully uh, that that some athletes are portrayed as on on, <laughs> on TV. But she wishes she would have been more intentionally inclusive. And that's what we try to train athletes to do. That's what the eyes up do the work means is to be intentionally inclusive, to look for people and to say, I can include that person into my circle of friends. No one needs to eat alone. To invite people to come to your games and to to recognize that they're there and thank them for being there and let them know how much fun it is to have, to have people come and cheer you on. And sports creates this environment where we both have things to invite people to and also a position of influence that we can rally people to help other individuals. And once we flip that switch in an athlete's brain and they start looking to do it and they get up the courage to do it, especially because their teammates are trying to do it too, they just do incredible things. Yeah, it's, it's true. And I think a lot of times athletes don't really understand the effect that they can have such a positive effect. I mean, when I was a freshman in high school, I think back of playing football and 
just having like the varsity players that played my position take the time out of their day to kind of walk through some steps, like help me uh, come up with some new uh, spin moves or whatnot to rush the quarterback. And it's just little things like that. It may seem minute or not special to them, but to younger people and to people that aren't necessarily fitting in, it's, it, it's life-changing really. Yeah. Did you hear the Eric Weddle interview that we did with all pro safety, Eric Weddle? Yes. That was one of my favorite. He, even though he played for the U, I, uh, I do like Eric Weddle. <laughs> you know, he is an impressive individual. And, and one of the things he mentioned in that podcast is when he came into the national football league, he, he really tried to seek out people who would help him. And, and what he realized was that many people were afraid of losing their position to the younger guys. So there was almost this culture with some, not with all, but with some of, I'm not going to tell you some tricks. I'm not going to help you out because that will help you to eventually beat me out, you know? And so Eric made this commitment. Talk about keeping your eyes up and doing the work. He, he made this commitment that when a safety was drafted out of college into the professional leagues, that he would call and connect with them and he would let them know that, hey, if they ever need help, if they ever need anything, he's there. And he would love to give them tips and to help them along, help them adjust to NFL life. That's the kind of person, you know, that if we try to train our athletes to be that Eric Weddle type athlete, imagine the incredible good that athletes could do throughout the world. And, and it doesn't have to be NFL, right? Like those seniors who took you under their wing as a freshman and helped you. Um, if we could create that in high school and at younger ages, it will just help people feel included to be better athletes and, and just lead to a lot of good. Yeah. I think it would make uh, high school a little bit more bearable too, because often there is the stereotype that the athletes, the jocks are the scary people and they don't need to be, they can be genuinely nice and helpful. <laughs> it's just like you said, keep the eye, keep your eyes up and do work. Like I yeah, think that is yeah. crucial. Yeah, we, we challenge them to become approachable, to do whatever you need to do to be approachable at your school, whatever that takes to give the appearance of, hey, if you need a friend, we're here to do it, to do that work, to, to become an approachable group of kids. So That's awesome. So you being a girl dad and you giving me the idea for the question that I've asked so many women athletes, I... Why should someone support women's sports? That's the next yeah. question I have for you. <laughs> oh, man. I had Ella Ballstead on. Really, really great BYU soccer player. She played at the University of Utah for a little while. Um, and she, I asked her a question about that. You know, it bugs me because every now and then people act like sports are all about money and entertainment. Sports is about so much more than that. Sports is about development. Sports is about helping people learn life lessons. Sports is about giving people opportunity to set and work and achieve goals. Sports is about failing and learning to fail and to get back up and to learn to be resilient. And so how dare anyone say that those lessons are reserved for just men because they might be bigger, stronger, faster. I think that it is so important to support girls sports because of something that Ella Ballstead said. She said, if you view sports as entertainment and as a money-making tool, then, then you may not support women's sports as much as you should. 
But if you view sports as a tool to help young men and young women develop into incredible employees, incredible spouses, incredible mothers, and incredible members of their community, then how dare we take a tool that is so valuable to, to girls as much as it is to boys. Those lessons are just as real for girls as they are for boys, regardless of how much money's invested, how many cameras are on it or whatever. How dare we, t- we think that we should take that away from, from girls in any way? And so I just, I love that point. Sports is a tool to help people develop, to help people learn life lessons to give people opportunities to, to just grow. And it's just as important for girls as it is for guys. And so I think it's a completely uneducated and quite frankly, idiotic statement to ever pretend as though allowing girls to play sports at any level or not encouraging it. That's just a dumb approach. And you don't understand what sports is all about if, if you say that. So I, I agree something that, so I interviewed, so it's kind of cool. The Las Vegas silver stars, the team that I'm starting to work with their owner is not only an owner, but she's also a coach and a player. So she has many hats on the team. Man. So I, yeah. And she, and OG, like one of the original, like she's been playing for almost 20 years. Like she, she started out in lingerie football because that was the only route that was available for her because she wanted to play and uh-huh. has grown into the Las Vegas Silver Star. So her story is really cool and unique and special. Something she said really sticks out too is they're not trying to take away from – women's sports are not trying to take away from men's sports at all. And I think a lot of men feel that way because, unfortunately, we as a society, we don't like things that are not the norm, social norm. and a lot of the times when you see a football player, you don't think of a girl, you think of a guy. And mm-hmm. I think it's true too. You're like, well, they're not trying to take away from him. If anything else, they're just trying to have their own chance to shine and learn and grow. And heck, if a girl wants to play football, more power to her. You're seeing it more and more at the high school level too. Like my high school here in Vegas, they, their JV quarterback is a girl. Well, the two varsity quarterbacks both got COVID and she got bumped up and started varsity for two games and struggled Hmm. the first game and did really well the second game. And I think it's kind of cool to see that we as a society are slowly starting to change for the good. And I mean, you being a girl dad, me being a girl dad, it's, it makes me happy. Well, it does me too. And, you know, when I, when I think about it, um so have you there's a book it's called the talent code have you heard of that book before i haven't I'll it's have really good it a guy went and he studied these hotbeds of talent for example he would go to these places that were producing an inordinate amount of talent like brazil and soccer like there's no way that brazil should be as big of a, a player on the world stage as they are with their population and and their resources there in brazil yet they always end up you know in the in the top of the world cup standings things like that same thing with this little and this is what came to mind this little russian tennis club that produced anna kornikova who you might remember she came through and was a really really great tennis player and uh, and probably even more famous for her modeling you know but um but anna kornikova came from this little teeny 
rundown tennis club in Russia. It only had one court and it was like this dump of a place. Yet all of a sudden it started to produce all of this world-class tennis talent. And so he went to study like, what is it? What is it that is producing this talent? And, and what he found is that oftentimes there was this like origin story. So the little girls in that one little place where Anna Kornikova came from, all of a sudden the little girls in that town started to look at Anna Kornikova and say, if Anna can do it, we can do it. And they started to work and to do the things that Anna Kornikova did. And all of a sudden you see this outburst of talent from one little town, one little Russian tennis club. I think what, what the ladies that you're interviewing right now um, with the Las Vegas Silver Stars and that league, the thing that's impressive about them is it's really hard for them right now. There's not a big following. There may not be a lot of teams. That's why I really think it's cool what you're doing with your podcast to bring some attention to it, because that could be a spark. That could be a spark in a, in a girl to look at that and say, well, I've always wanted to do this, but, but they have to see it first in order to have that, that vision in their mind that they could do it. So what these ladies that are playing right now are doing, they're the pioneers of it, but they're creating vision in the minds of these of these girls, the ladies who started the WNBA, they started to create vision. Now you have five, six, seven-year-olds who are dreaming of playing in the WNBA, who might be dreaming of playing in the Women's Football League. And, and what that does is it sparks work and it sparks dreams. And then they start to press forward toward those things and it creates this wonderful situation where they get all the personal growth that other people would get because they had a dream and they began to work for it. And that's why I think women's sports is so important at every single level. And it's important to bring attention to women's sports and to cover it and to do podcasts on it and things like that, because it sparks dreams within children, young girls who will look at that and those dreams will inspire work and that work and the lessons that come from it will, will create personal growth in those girls that will, will bless them and others throughout their entire lives. And so I just love anything that calls attention to, to sports and to women's sports in particular, because I really view sports as a tool. It's not an outcome. It's a tool to help us become all that we could become. Yeah, it really is. And, some of my best memories and some of my saddest memories came from playing sports and it can be used for good and it can be used for evil at times too, I think. And, and it's actually funny how I even got started in women's sports. It, it all started from Penelope being on my phone and finding Lois Cook. She's, she's another one of those big name women athletes. She uh, plays for the WFA, the women's football association and that league's kind of cool. They play their championship game at Canton. They play it at the Hall of Fame Stadium. So oh, cool. that league's been around for a, a lot longer than the WNFC. And Penny found her TikTok and was just so amazed by it. And I was like, you know what? Like, Penny is, she is half McKenna, but she's also half me. And she's my miniature me. So hopefully she likes sports. And it's like, why not? Why not start talking to them, see if, they would be willing to share their stories. And from there, it's it's been kind of cool 
Penelope even watched uh, the Las Vegas Aces last night play uh, on my phone. We actually got tickets to the game, but me working at four in the morning, we didn't get a chance to go to the game. So. <laughs> Understandable. <laughs> yeah, so but it was. it's fun. It's fun to see that even Penelope at two recognizes these things. She started to throw a football around and say, touchdown, every time I catch it or every time McKenna catches it. So, yeah, I think it's, well, those, it's special. Yeah, those little things. And that's, that's why it's, you know, it's a pretty uneducated statement to – to say that women uh, don't deserve a platform. Now, you could get all into the pay and how much people should be paid and things. Of course, that's produced by the level of, of attention that comes to it. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not getting into some, you know, WNBA players should be paid as much as NBA players and, and things like that. It's just the uneducated stuff I'm talking about is when people act as though girl sports are a necessary evil because of laws or whatever and and once you have girls and once you have them participate in sports and once you see the growth that comes once you get to sit with them as a father or a mother and teach them life lessons because of what they're experiencing in sports and you get to see them grow and progress and become better humans because of their participation in sports if anyone came and tried to take that away from my my daughters it would take it would take quite a fight before I would give that up I just I love the lessons of sports so much I love the lessons of sports as much or more than I love sports <laughs> so and I love sports at an unhealthy level just ask my wife on a Saturday of college football I'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> well I mean we did at Top Golf a couple weekends ago we were uh, not only were we golfing, but we were watching the BYU games. So I get it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kenneth no, says I the same it. thing. <laughs> I get it too. So. so, all right. I don't want to keep you too much longer, um, but if you were to leave one word of wisdom, like your your number one word of wisdom for anyone listening to this podcast, what would it be? Yeah. Well, I would go back to that. You know, sports is a tool. So when you're coaching your own children or when you're coaching youth at all, if you view it as a tool, it's not about making a coach look good. It's not about scholarship. It's not about fame or attention. It's a tool. And so because of that, it provides opportunities for our kids to fail. And we can help them through that and it can build resiliency. It has opportunities to teach our, our children to work toward a goal and not give up it it has opportunity to teach our children to be great teammates it has an opportunity to get our kids away from a screen and with a team where they could develop as a person and i just think when we take a step back from sports and realize what they're really about and what their greatest benefits are we approach it the right way including we support women's sports and we help them along the way because we want our girls our sisters um, to have all of those opportunities because man sports is, is such a fun and incredible blessing. That would be my parting, my parting wisdom from Ella Ballstead. Just treat sports like a tool in every aspect you can and, and capitalize on the lessons that our kids can learn from it. I agree. 
Yeah. And I thank you again for coming on. Uh, I appreciate it. I appreciate what you're doing with your podcast and, and I, Penny's found something. So she, she likes to talk (laughs) during my podcast and I've learned that instead of editing it out, people actually enjoy that. So there you go. And what was that? Sorry. I was just going to say, if anyone wants to check out our podcast, it's the Sportlight podcast. You can get it on any, any platform. You just search the Sportlight podcast. There's a blue logo there, or you could go to especially for athletes.com uh, org. Either one works. And uh, especially for athletes. And if anyone listening to this would like us to come and speak to their group or, uh, or team or school or whatever, we would love to do that. We'll talk to anybody who will listen to us and, and we, we get to do it often. So, so just hit us up if you're interested. And if you want more words of wisdom from Shad, especially follow their TikTok page as well. He uh, posts little, little uh, quotes on there and they're all awesome except for when people plagiarize. And I, 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 talked about that enough on this podcast with other people that we don't have to go into it again but <laughs> hey, it's fine the message is getting out there right that's so, true that i guess so. that's the end result <laughs> yeah yeah that's just uh especially for athletes is all of our social media if you search especially for athletes you'll find it uh on tiktok on instagram on facebook on twitter and so so just remember that, especially for athletes and the Sportlight Podcast, if you're interested in hearing more from us. So, Awesome. Well, thank you again, Shed. I appreciate you uh, taking the time out of your busy schedule to share some wisdom with me. Well, thank you for all you do. And I, I really admire what you're doing for those uh, those awesome women who are playing playing football and being pioneers. That's really cool. And they deserve the attention you're giving them. So keep it up. I appreciate it. Thank you. Well, okay. uh, as always, thanks again. Talk to you later, Chad. We'll see you.